ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying time is here. That's right, we're talking about 1989 Death Spa on Kill by Kill. and salutations, Internet, dear old pal Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from the Star Body Spa. This is the Kill by Kill podcast, where we are dedicated to celebrating the least discussed component of any horror film, the characters. And we're going to unpack all the goriest of details of Death Spa in the hopes that a young jazzercise addict's untimely end is just the beginning of the jokes that we can make at their expense. And as always, there's only one person I trust that if I need desperate help to get my hand out of a blender that's unplugged, she will end up dying by frozen fish. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? 100% plausible. <laughs> I think it's plausible for we're, all we're of just, us. I we're, think just, we're, we're just rolling around. You're screaming. You're just listening <laughs> You know, an impossible amount of blood like coming out of you. And I'm just like, oh God, help. Someone help me. Oh God. To a room full of people who are just, you know, completely checked out and not noticing what's happening. No, they're just in a Mardi Gras sort of trance. Like I a mean, reverie. <laughs> they're like the the nuns and the what is the devils where they're just so <laughs> into what they're doing they they can't fathom that any sort of malice is happening and then you get sucked into a, a walk-in freezer and like and like the devils this movie is very horny but in kind of a gross way <laughs> it absolutely is uh but before we get into the horniest gina i don't want to scare you but we are not alone that's right we have a special guest you first know her as a writer digital strategist a podcaster uh obviously for her show waiting to exhale and of course now she's a returning champion here to <laughs> kill by kill the one the only winter mitchell how are you doing today winter i'm so happy to be here with you patrick and gina this is i thank you for having me back on such an amazing occasion this there's no <laughs> other there's no other film i want to deep dive into more than death spa what it it was so fun to come back to this material good grief uh i every time i watch it <laughs> I, I find a new level of insane that it is i mean it is just what it is like that movie that i feel is bonkers like in our previous uh kill by kill episode we had covered evil speak which has a great back 15 minutes and then an hour of 15 and an hour and 15 before that where almost nothing happens Right. This is the last 15 minutes of Evil Speak stretched out for 90 minutes. <laughs> exactly. That's literally the best interpretation and reference you can make for it. It is bananas from like minute one. Yes, it is. It's, it just it, it's off the chain. Yeah, it's off the chain. I love it. Even even the fake lightning bolt, the moment that fake lightning bolt <laughs> over Laurel Canyon, I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Because Los Angeles, an area known for lightning storms. <laughs> exactly. <just> constant here. <laughs> just, you know. A regular what? Transylvania, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people often refer to LA as the Transylvania of the West. Uh, exactly. A lot of vampires, a lot of spooky castles, a lot of lightning storms. Now, Winter, you had seen Death Spa before, and I have seen Death Spa before, but Gina, had you seen Death Spa before? You know, I was 
almost certain that I had not. Uh, mm. I think I had been confusing it with with killer workout. Exactly. <laughs> sure. Which, which because there's more than one horror movie that takes place in a hell spa. Um, yes. But when I when they got to the big reveal of the the twin brother sort of acting as the conduit for the dead sister mm-hmm. i thought you know what i think i have seen this <laughs> if, if i if, if i did it was ages ago but for some reason that part of it felt very familiar to me yeah it is a it is a wild twist uh that is for certain um i had never seen this before until it came out on blu-ray and i blind bought it i just i saw it <laughs> on a store shelf back when stores had physical media and i'm like whatever this is it's from 1989 it's called death spa you look at the cover art and it's a lady in uh you know 80s era workout gear with a skull face and you're like how could this be bad and you know what it's still one of the best 23 dollar purchases i ever made at fry's electronics it's just (laughs) top-notch entertainment and it starts right away Uh, On my Blu-ray, it opens with this Gorgon video logo that is fucking amazing. It starts out in 4.3 in in standard def and then goes high def. And I'm like, oh, my God, whatever this is, I can't wait for it to start. And then it does. We open on several buildings that are now owned by the Church of Scientology. It's an important (laughs) reference. We're- that is not true, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick, yes. I have, I'm very upset with you because you should know better. Okay, what am I looking at then? Okay, it's Sunset Boulevard and Crescent Heights Boulevard. Oh, that's and way it, east than I thought this was. Yes. See, I thought it was over, and over. You thought it was on, on Franklin. Yeah. And no, this is that Chateau Marmont. You see the Marlboro Man billboard to your left there and then i took notes because that's how much i love y'all i don't even do it for my own podcast (laughs) i i I don't karen will attest she does the notes i just show up uh no it is it is the Lytton savings building Lytton savings building that was Uh, declared a cultural uh like monument landmark landmark, recently torn down this past uh fall in the no. cloak of darkness, because of uh, wh- wh- they thought no one was paying attention, it was a mini mall. There was a McDonald's, there was a karate dojo, a, a frozen yogurt situation. So it was every mini mall in Los. It Angeles. was every yeah. mini mall in Los Angeles, but that that particular building that where the the gym is located uh-huh. was a very you know it was a very it's not going to be a Frank Gehry situation but that that whole area right there that's the chateau marmont corridor to, uh, going over to the canyon I, there's so many apartment buildings there now i don't know that i've ever seen the chateau marmont from under sunset boulevard yes I, only i've seen it driving across sunset yes. Boulevard. and the one time i was dragged there uh for a bachelor party and uh my skin wanted to leave <laughs> Um, Those were the ghosts trying to yeah. take it off of you. Sure. No, I thought that was I thought that was an interesting. I was so I was so surprised that that was the location of Death Spa, Starbody yeah. Spa rather, right. Starbody Spa. We open on uh, a, a shot that is uh, on a 
via cherry picker and steady cam. So they put a, a camera person on a cherry picker and it lowers to the point where she can step off and we wander throughout Starbody Health Spa. Of course, that's not before the lightning strikes the neon and it just says, Duh, Spa. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Eth Spa, everyone. I, I like that the that the the sign just looks like it's made out of that sort of like that L, that uh, LC that LED tubing. Yeah, that yes. like a like a twelve year old girl's room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I think they needed to up the wattage of it a little bit because a lot of it fades and goes away. <laughs> I'm not really sure what that's about, or they couldn't light it properly. Whatever it is. Uh, they got the shot they needed, and so the 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 steady cam then wanders throughout the rest of this, you know, uh, this health spa. And um, at, while this is happening, in your ears, you're hearing two different musical themes. There's a there's a tinkling piano, and then an aggressive "My hand fell asleep on a Casio" sort of. <laughs> And they're they're playing at the same time, and you kind of wish like one of them would choose what the theme was. Uh, but this is interrupted uh, by a woman we will come to learn is Laura, and she is uh, how can I put this correctly? Aggressively prancing, <laughs> jazzercise. Yeah, this is this is angry jazzercise, right? She right. Is, she is really working some things out with this routine. <laughs> There's a lot of air punching. There's a lot of aggressive hop skipping. At one point, she rubs her butt against the glass wall. You know, who doesn't do that? Right. And then after the end of that, uh, Marv walks in, played by the great Ken Foray. What in the goddamn hell is he doing in this place? <laughs> Listen, man, Ken Foray's got a mortgage like the rest of us. He's got to pay for where he is. What, co- what compromising photographs was he shown to to agree to sign on to this movie? I mean, for him, I was through, and this was during a sort of Ken Foray renaissance because this and From Beyond are kind of in the same time frame. Like, From Beyond, I think, happens after this. But right. He had a mini renaissance. I wish he was an all-assance. I thought, I, I wish I could see Ken Foray every week on something. So he's not an, an unwelcome presence here by any stretch of the uh, of the imagination. No, and I, and I, my first thought was, oh, please don't kill him off. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, not because that outfit alone. Oh, my God. Worth. He'd be like Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat outfit. Yes, yeah. yes. What? What prompts this jacket that he wears? Because it's and not only does he wear it. Later on, uh, 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 another coworker dons the same thing. So it's is it a uniform? Is it like is he known for this jacket? I feel like it's that era and it's that region. Right, they're on Sunset Boulevard, so everybody, yeah. you know, the owner pulls up in a in a in a porsche yes. then you've got all of these people wearing different light lycra like it's their post-workout lycra yeah. and then at one point the owner's office is filled with native american beaded vests okay so I, what I, is up with the decorative <laughs> vest as office decoration he's, just, got, he's, got a, he's got a cattle skull mounted on the wall <laughs> At home, he has a metallic cattle skull. Exactly. <laughs> so 
it's a theme that extends not only at work, but also at home. And listen, we're going to get all into his home because right, that right, is a right. separate conversation. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like if, all right, fuck it. If we're talking about dangerous places to be, which one is the most dangerous place? Michael's house, which is all corners and unrailing stairways. Where he, where, he, where he leaves his accidentally blinded lover to like wander around by herself where there's, yes. stairs, where there's stairs and, and yes. lots of pointy things. and There's also a dining room table that has like a five foot drop Behind one entire side of the seating area. If you if you pass the salad wrong, you're falling a floor. That's how dangerous his fucking house is. He is sleeping in some sort of waterbed inside of a triangle? A triangle. A cement triangle. Okay? A cement, oh. like a cinder block triangle. There are so many things wrong with this fucking house. Yes, he has a blinded girlfriend who's like, hey, I'm just going to leave you here. Make sure not to poke your eyes out on this metal cow skull I have mounted to the wall. Try right near the front try, door. Try not to right fall down, down the door. stairs. <laughs> the two <laughs> sets of stairs. That I can't even bother to put up a baby gate or something in front of <laughs> Like, he was going to raise a child in this home? No. No. No, no, no. No. Now, this is the kicker. This is the one I noticed this time. His jacuzzi is on a balcony overlooking the hills of Hollywood. The canyon. But there's no railing around the jacuzzi. No. It's just wood decking. And if you, like, hold on, I'm going to get a beer wrong, you're falling down into the valley. Like, that's None of not it okay. is right. None of it this, was thoughtful. No, but this, it's not like they built this house for this movie. This house existed, and it is oh, a 100%. fucking death trap. Well, he's, oh, not, uh, uh, he, he's not a big fan of safety because <laughs> his, 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 his health spa is entirely run by computers, which I am trying to figure out how that. I, I, it's been 24 hours since I've watched Death Spa, and I'm uh-huh. trying to figure out how manually operated exercise equipment, like a weight machine, for instance, yeah. mm-hmm. is operated by a computer. Right. Like yeah. how does there how does a standing bike like that is not connected by any sort of power cord how is the resistance increased by a computer like winter I, you 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 have like one of those uh bike things right Yeah, I have a Peloton and like right. it's 2021. We've yeah. made it through the internet and I can see today how that's reasonable. In 1991, there's absolutely zero fucking way that that would have existed back then. No, no, there's no, no. just no way. No, I mean everyone has key cards, and you would think like, oh my god, key cards, but they're still like running it through with a the fucking. They still stick. had to ship, take boxes, and shove them down. <laughs> Whatever the hell that metal thing was. Yeah, this this high tech health spa still has a murder basement. Exactly. <laughs> that is just covered in black tarps, but still has a shipping receiving window. Yes. Like, what are, what are they? 
what are they getting in in these and not particularly vaults? clean by the way even no. before the craziness started it looked like a fucking disaster down there no this whole thing reeks because a uh, 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 spoiler alert for for death spa the the lawyer tom is trying to steal it out from underneath michael right and so not only do you have a ghost story going on but he's actually physically trying to fuck with it so that i i don't know is this a tax dodge like do we have the producers happening here on top of death spa it's also a little touch of jaws because uh Michael's like, well, well, we can't, we can't, we, we have to, when, 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 you know, things start going haywire, Michael's like, well, we have to, you know, take everything off, off the computers, you know, put everything yeah. back to manual. And the lawyer's like, well, you know, we've got this big Mardi Gras party. Yeah. Oh, the Mardi Gras party. The, 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 the social event of the season in Los Angeles. <laughs> Especially is, in, in in the health spa world, is like a party, Mardi Gras reigns supreme. Is a Mardi Gras themed party at a health spa, and 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 if you and if and apparently if you change all the machinery over to manual, the way yeah. most health spa machinery works, that this is going to they're going to lose business over this. He he can't possibly do this. <laughs> I just want someone if they ever reissue this on Blu-ray to put a touch of Jaws on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that almost sounds like a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Just a touch, just a light, uh, just a light dip. Just a skosh of jaws. A a frisson of jaws. (laughs) (laughs) And a muse bouche of jaws. And a muse bouche of jaws. (laughs) Oh my god. So. Where the fuck? Oh, yeah. We're still in the first three minutes of this movie. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's so uh, ridiculous. We I just know. Listen, jumped everywhere. Okay. What is the plot? The plot is is that this spa is haunted, or maybe it's not, and eventually, like, it burns to the fucking ground. That's Death Spa in an overview. Let's talk about some details. And a bunch of people get killed, but like the three kind of heroes at the end are all like, hey, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like practically like, high-fiving it. And yeah. Man, the lawsuits. The oh, lawsuits yeah. that are And coming. they should be sued. They absolutely should be sued. And it doesn't matter that a cop is there. She shot a ghost skull three <laughs> times and it still manages to kill people. Like, can you imagine when this comes up in court, when they're sued? And he's like, you have to understand, Your Honor, my dead wife who burned herself alive while she was in a wheelchair and stood up because it hurt that much, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. She uh, took over the body of, of her twin, who was also my computer guy at my spa, <laughs> and somehow he killed, she killed all these people, and I am... But uh, a mere former quarterback, so believe me, <laughs> wink, high five Ken Foray, get a handsy by Brenda Bakey, I guess. <laughs> I don't fucking know. This is the wildest goddamn movie. Anyways, in the locker room, there is a poster for Mardi Gras, and... Maybe I'm, I, I, unfortunately, of the many places I visited, I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. I never have. Oh my gosh. Come on, Patrick. It's just, it's a, it's a travel blind spot. It's a two and a half hour flight at most. Uh, well, uh, what can I do? Like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm married with child. Right, I got uh, it, I got it. 
Uh, I chose the Far East for my travel destinations as, as, a, as a single person because I was working over there. Uh, but uh, to my knowledge, I don't believe Mardi Gras is typified by a naked woman uh, dancing with a mime in the background, right? That's, no. That's that, not the key I'm image. sure it, it, it did occur. Yeah. And Mardi Gras, but since the new laws have been put in For place, sure. it does it definitely doesn't happen anymore. Right. Well, this was, you know, back late 80s. So But it's also was like Los Angeles's version of they heard it from somebody. They it was because whoever wrote this script ostensibly was on cocaine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there was a conversation at some point between snorts. Yeah, I was just in New Orleans, it was Mardi Gras. And, and it, it was a naked chick, and it was it was a mime, and then somehow it yes. So I can totally see that's what happened. I often talk about the Apple, nineteen eighty Apple. Oh, yes. amazing! As as a sort of movie where they conceived all of the plot, and then twenty four hours before the move before cameras started to roll, someone said, "Oh, by the way, we've made this a musical." And they're like, "What? <laughs> Wait, what?" Okay, all right, all right. Someone get me a piano and an eight ball and let's make this happen. This feels like the horror version of that. 100%. Where, where someone's like, we're going to make a movie at a, at a health club. And then I was like, everything's great. And then 24 hours before that, they're like, oh, we've made this horror movie. <laughs> and just snorf off the back of a hooker's butt. And all of a sudden, death spa happens. I just feel like there was, I, I recently, you, cause you guys were talking about it, uh, Blood Beach. Yeah. And we watched it and I said, you know. <laughs> How did you watch it? It's completely free on YouTube. Oh it, no. Oh, it's completely free on YouTube. We just turned it on YouTube on the television and sure. there it was. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, like everybody has this like version of LA that when they make these movies here, they have yeah. this version that when they make these movies here, they have this version of LA. His name is escaping me, but the guy who was a, a Cohen, the, the one who was always making movies set in New York. And they were so aggressively New York horror movies like Q, the, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the dragon movie. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it's like, I don't know why there's a dragon on the loose in New York, but everybody has a New York accent and is really aggressive about it. And like, you know, so I feel like LA has that same sort of vein in these like low budget films where everybody has to like take like everything you think about LA and dump it into a movie. <laughs> so people at least, really... At least Larry Cohen had Michael Moriarty, who you just right. wound up and he like delivered crazy on demand and right. an idea. Here, right. This is like half an idea. Like, so, like apparently, <laughs> this movie uh, was uh, produced by the same person who produced Hard Day's Night. And really? Yeah. What? That, that's why Hard Day's Night is on on the television uh, when Michael's sleeping because he owned rights to Hard Day's Night. Who, for those uninitiated, is a movie about some band I've never heard of before. Anyways. Uh, Beatles something? Um, some some, some Bertles? Is it the Bottles? The something monkeys? Like that. I don't know. Mm, yeah, monkeys. Nailed it in one. <laughs> so uh, he like he 
kind of like earned enough money off of that that he never had to work again because it's hard days night. Like all you had to do was tell people the Beatles will appear on camera here and a thousand people would show up en masse to just view it for as long as they possibly could. So someone comes to him and says, we've got this great horror film that takes place in a health spa. And he's like, done. Here's money. Buy a cherry picker. Get a steady cam. And so it, everything that happens in this movie is very well funded. It's just well funded bonkersness at, at the top level. Is, is this the worst acted movie we have covered on this on this podcast in five years so far? Uh, I mean, this and and the Killer Kid movie. Um, uh, oh, my God. Bloody Birthday? Le- not Bloody Birthday. But that Bloody Birthday comes close, but I feel like Bloody Birthday, everyone is tuned into that one. The one before that. <laughs> <laughs> the the one where he where he sets up all the dead bodies oh, as Thanksgiving. Yeah, Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> Winter. Mikey's I haven't, on seen, TV I right haven't seen it in so long. I'm gonna watch it tonight. That's actually watch one of our it it, our episode of it is actually one of our most popular episodes. <laughs> like we had never heard of it. Someone suggested it. I started watching ten minutes and stopped and said, "Gina, we're doing this." Movie. It's the kid. And, it's the kid from from Family Ties. Yes. After, yes after, it is. Okay. Yes. Okay. And at the end of the movie, he drags dead bodies into a, a Thanksgiving tableau with a cooked turkey where did this kid get this plane to drag grown adults and then he's like you know fuck it i'm making a turkey too like where he's the a, fuck he, is this happening he's a nine-year-old who knows how to make molotov cocktails <laughs> <laughs> and also how to salt the turkey brine it the night yes. before i'm sure he remembered to do that as well gina <laughs> i'm gonna kill these people i'm gonna brine this too yeah. Oh my God. There's a sequence in Mikey where the dad who's played by John Deal from Miami Vice and many other places. Right. Sees this tableau and begins a scream. And it's, it goes, uh, <laughs> like, like he's like, a motorcycle <laughs> taking off from a dead stop. Like remember, but never remember, changing gear. Remember, um, you've seen, uh, the Italian Spider-Man, the guy who opens the door and just starts kind of shaking his head back and forth because he's in the dead bodies. It's pretty much like that. But with audio attached, it's amazing. What were we talking about again? Oh yeah. Death. Spot. Well, I was thinking specifically of the young lady that gets caught in the murder basement. Yes. And <laughs> God bless her. She tries. She, she does, does try. <laughs> She is trying for horror. She's trying for terror. She's trying for pain, but she's on camera for far too long. And then we go back to her after she has been sprinkled with all of this chlorine water and her skeleton is still moaning. (laughs) Her heart's still beating. Her heart's still beating. Her Her exposed heart. Her heart is still beating. Horrifying. How do you how do you have a health club movie that doesn't understand how human bodies work at this level? It's fucking astounding. 
I think the only way we can do this is kind of jump around because yeah, if, if, we, if we try to do it beat by beat, it's going to be like a four hour long episode because there's, there's, <laughs> there's so much. There is so much. Uh, Michael, our protagonist, um, is a former NFL player. I, I guess he's a quarterback, or at least that's the vibe they're giving off. If you're wondering, if you haven't seen it yet, like what is, who, who does Michael remind you of? And for me, it was unfrozen caveman fitness spa owner. Yes. <laughs> he, he has every part of his face is jutting. And it's jutting at a, at a at a disturbing length and breadth. Why does it always feel like that was the part that I couldn't remember it, how much body horror was involved here? <laughs> sure. Because at what point was he going to mutate into something? Every scene felt like that was going to happen. I was bracing just, for it. And he's just allowed to wander wherever the fuck he wants to. <laughs> and at the beginning of this movie, when Laura is, is doused, you know in the middle of mid steam room masturbation uh, and she crashes through a door. Uh, he arrives at the hospital and just like cruises past where the nurses are and just starts opening doors to surgery suites. <laughs> like what the fuck is happening here? And it's, it's very OJ not- of him. That's what I imagine OJ was. Like, I just, I know, you know, because OJ's whole thing was like, I know the cops, I know this, everybody loves OJ. Yeah. I just imagine it's the same kind of OJ yeah, energy. Very much so. Despite everything that happens, though, he never looks anything more than befuddled. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's never scared. He's never angry. He's just sort of confused. Perplexed. Yeah, it, it, it's like a guy who receives a parking ticket in the mail and is like, but I only own two cars. So, <laughs> well, you have twice the opportunity to get a parking ticket, my dude. Like it happens to almost everyone. He's like, no, I mean, a parking ticket? Really? Me? You're like, yeah, you're not above parking tickets. Michael, why are we having this conversation? Every single one of the people who you put your penis in has been burned alive or almost burned alive. And he's like, it's a wacky thing. I played in the NFL anyways. And he wanders away. Yeah, I, I, understand, I understand why he's confused, though, because his... His, you know, murder wife is yes. is her motivations are a, a little, little vague. Yes, sure. yeah. As, as as we know, she she has committed suicide by setting herself on fire, which that'll do it. You Dousing know, would, herself with gasoline in her wheelchair. When you would think, dip- like, given their house, she would just tip herself out of the wheelchair and just fall down that canyon. <laughs> right. There's so many places for you to kill yourself that don't involve burning to death, but okay. She is initially described as, you know, a very lovely person who was, you know, very attractive, and they had a very loving marriage. And mm-hmm. then she lost her child. I, 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 she, how did she get... How, how did she end up in the wheelchair? It was a birthing accident, which I don't know I, what kind of birthing accident. I mean, childhood. I thought it wasn't, you. it can fuck you up, but I don't paralyze you. Yeah. yeah that's a new I one mean, you're a little sore. Me. You're a little sore down there for a little while, for sure, <laughs> but not, you're, you're not in a, you're not in a wheelchair. Yeah. So, so Please she's in the on. wheel, she's in the wheelchair. The, the baby doesn't make it sadly. And yeah. this kind of sends her over the edge. And so she commits suicide. Her ghost comes back with the sole intention of wanting Michael to join her on the other side. Yes. In hell, so, specifically. So rather than just, oh, I don't know, push him down the stairs, 
you you use Make her him drive into a pole. Use her, yeah, use her you know apparent witch powers because she's also she's also some kind of witch, right? Yeah. To to yeah. cut the brakes to cut the brakes on his car. No, she just you know sets about these bizarre accidents in his health spa. Yeah, she just she unscrews a bolt on a diving board of someone completely unrelated to anything going on. Like, how how does that help you get your ex husband to commit suicide so you can both enjoy hell together? It's haphazard. It's yeah. haphazard from 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 moment one. She had multiple opportunities to yeah. just go ahead and just get do what she needs to do with him. But I guess there's some sort of you know, contract she signed, like he has to kill himself willingly or just, he has to commit suicide in order to join her in hell, I guess is what I gather after having watched this five times. Now, I think this is the only time I watched it not high off of my boots, but (laughs) it also, that's a very, that's a very Catholic viewpoint that, that, you know, why, why is she in hell? I, I mean, I mean, know. I mean, I presumably it's because she committed suicide, but I mean, not, you know, I mean, that's not, it depends on what you believe in as to. But like, also Gina, Gina, she like, she, she had a, a, you know, she, she was pregnant. The, the, the baby is, is, is dies. You know, she's paralyzed. Like there's a lot of stuff that would lead someone to a very bad mental state in the aftermath of all of this happening. And this movie is like, well, obviously, she's an evil person who ended up in hell. Like, why? Wait, it's Fucking like, it's why? like, it's like, did an early draft of her have it so that she killed the baby? I mean, that would be like the the only thing that makes sense here. It's like, well, now she's an evil spirit, and it's like, yeah. okay, I, I guess oh. I, don't, I don't know like, how I, that but, works, but but I also am wondering if hell was just the easiest place to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, why is she doing this? I don't know. No. I don't want to be together in hell. Exactly. Sure. Like it's it, like they were in Video Village. You're like, oh my god, this is a disaster. We need to come up with a story, real quick, as to why all of this is happening. And someone rushed in and goes, "How about frozen fish attack a guy?" And they're like, "No, no, no, hold off on that. That's great. Write that down." <laughs> We go. We want to. We want to go back to that, but we need to fix this part first. It just. I mean, it why? Makes zero why, does, sense. why does a health spa have you know a, a freezer full of beer and frozen fish? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we this time I did notice the the sushi chefs who are working in one corner of the health spot, which also. Do you want to want to eat sushi? No. Where people work. Why do we eat anything in a and health I, spa? Like no. you, you have you have one thing in a health spa, and that's water. Okay, but this is the thing about yeah. LA, Gina, is that every <laughs> everybody in LA does not want to be inconvenienced, even when they're doing something as strenuous as a workout, which should be their only focus. You need to have, at the very minimum, a smoothie bar. Now they had when I when I was in a gym, they had a, a fucking smoothie bar in Burbank, yeah. Yes, and this and they had Tommy Tangs, who at the time was one of the preeminent <laughs> sushi Thai cuisine folks, which oh. is hysterical to think oh about. God. Like, Winter, like your recall is fucking amazing. No, I because just... Patrick, because the thing that's so funny about it is it goes out of its way to act so like chic, right? Yeah. Like everything about it is so chic and trash at the same time. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's LA in '91. It's like yeah. we are. I'm so chic. I, I'm, I'm. I have all. I have the classic Porsche, the house in the hills overlooking the canyon. Tommy Tangs is in my. You know, in the corner. I got him. It's like it's 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 so. But it's still so trash. Every yeah. single person in that gym is trash. <laughs> And they're, and they're, they're horny trash. I mean, I, I, I got to make an observation that I could not help observating. <laughs> and I have never seen more erect nipples in a single movie as yes! I've seen in this movie. It's both hot and cold. It's the icy hot of motion pictures because this movie will have you believe that butts exist. It's just, yeah. praise be, to every single body on display, with the exception of that one British guy who I don't really care to look at or hear from. <laughs> everyone else looks like a million fucking dollars. So Yeah, everybody like, there, everybody nobody there needs to be going to a gym every day. Right. Or it's all they fucking do. Right. Is the other thing. Like but, but that's okay because they're not actually very few of them are actually working out. <laughs> you know, they're they're just kind of hanging around, and 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 you know, eyeballing Michael. And you've got these two really thirsty girls, one of which is played by Karen Parsons from The Fresh Prince of Bel Air, who apparently got her audition from this movie. Oh my god! How crazy is that, Gina? <laughs> How crazy is that? Somebody was like, "Yep, that's it. That's it." We need her on network television. Exactly. She's hilarious. This movie is very funny. Everyone <laughs> in the audience was laughing. That means she's great. I was like, well, they'll tell what kind of character does she play? It? Well, she's really horny. <laughs> she doesn't care who she has to sleep with, just so long as she gets three months free at this you know, she, Yes. She is perfectly fine enduring steam burns and shards <laughs> of ceramic launching themselves at her. If yeah. the, the hunk owner of the health spa vaguely implies that he might sleep with her. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And if she has to share him with somebody else, that's just what you have to do. Uh, <laughs> it's just what you have to do. Honestly, it is wild. Into this, this cacophony of accidents uh, wanders. M- Michael is trying to put the pieces together. And these two cops enter the scene, Sergeant Stone and Lieutenant Fletcher. Uh, Lieutenant Fletcher in particular seems to have it out for health spas the way, you know, boomers have it out for anything. And this includes him. He's just anti-health spa right up until the point he might get laid. And then very pro-health spa. Uh, They sort of rake him over the coals his lawyer says, listen, you don't have to answer any of these questions. And Mike's like, I got this. Let's go to the computer room. Let's meet my quote unquote, former brother-in-law, David. He's created this computer system. And when the cops ask him about it, he's like, listen, I was hacking last night. <laughs> You're like, Do you know what that means? he was hacking. He was, he was hacking. Quote, hacking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he also and has says, documentation. Like, of it, by the way. Because <laughs> when I hack, I print out all my documentation and file it away. No, I, I have a full fi- a filing cabinet of when I hack, when I don't hack. <laughs> and then up against the wall is this litany of papers that are paper clipped to the wall. And all that it's missing is some red string and Sylvie Pepe written in black marker up against it. 
David is played by Captain Kirk's son. Yep, um, yep. He's played by Johnny Slash. Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't know this guy had more than two credits. I'm, I'm glad. I, mean, I think it. I think those are his. Well, oh, you mean that that and this? Well, yeah, but he's yeah. also in, he was also in Square Pegs. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a. I yeah, I don't remember Square Pegs all that well. I it was guess. only it was only on for like a month. CBS, known for all the greatest teen comedy. Right, right. This computer command center, we need to talk about it for just one more second. Because whenever we go back to it after this, there's a sound that emits whenever they're in there. Like they're in the belly of an alien worm. It's just... <laughs> what the fuck would want to hear that all goddamn day? Also, it's only run by one person, which is which right. Is a, which is a good idea. I, I yeah. guess he, I guess he doesn't need to ever take any time off or you know be sick or anything like that. Yeah. Well, the thing that's so funny is everyone needs a key card to enter and exit, and it's like no one knows what the fuck to do in there except for him. Yeah. So, so don't worry about anything. <laughs> like no one's gonna go in there and completely corrupt your system. Your yeah, what would they is, do? Like press a, a green button and it turns red? Like there's no, I don't, I don't, I understand computers well enough. I'm using one right now, and I don't know how the fuck any of this works, <laughs> other than the fact they've built a telephone into the monitor that he's using, which is, I mean, I guess you know, kill two birds with one stone. Anyways, during the scene, we learn that David and the uh, the late lamented Catherine. Uh, we're twins, <laughs> and we know you know what that means. Yeah, because um, because 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 in in horror you're never just twins. Right, it's always gross. Yes. is what it comes down to. You always like share a brain, and he does say like we we I knew thoughts that no one else knew about her. And you're like, all right, stop pointing. You're you're pointing very hard. We can tell you're the villain right away. Right. Is he though? I mean, he you know he's kind of does not seem like he really is, you know is enjoying what she's making him do, which 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 again I'm not sure what she's making him do because at some point it suggests that she's kind of possessing him because it kind of seems like he is you know sort of working under Catherine's control and and doesn't really enjoy it and and you know or what he she's making him do which again I'm not sure what she's making him do <laughs> sure because at, at some uh, point because... it's got a little bit of a lurid twist about how he's dressing like her it, he's definitely using her amazing underwear except that's, that's except that, it, that it, it, it is her it's not he's, yeah. he's at no point is he just walking around pretending to be her it, it's always it's always her Yes, but then there's that that sort of moment on the floor where he's thrashing back and forth. Why are we talking about Ken Russell movies constantly? But he's doing that thing where, like, I'm a caveman. I'm a real man. I'm a caveman. I'm a real man. Uh, right, and then, and then he and just, Catherine. like, and then he just, like, disappears or she absorbs him or, or something. Yeah. I hate to break it to our audience. Death Spa has not have it worked all the way through. No. Like, they have not no. pulled the thread completely on how this plot works there are there's a lot of spaghetti thrown at the wall at one point a a girl named darla um is told by a guy um when she flirts with him don't don't worry i'm not flirting with you i'm beta you're vhs and 
at the point this movie was made, Beta was dead, but Beta was the superior product. I don't know which is the insult in what is being said there. <laughs> There's, I, I don't think they know either because we all know by 91, Beta was virtually non-existent. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that guy ends up using a uh, this machine. This oh yeah, this is my. This, of, this I guess is, it's a chest compressor. This is my. This is my favorite kill because it's not possible. I just don't understand exactly what happened. So it's a it's a chest press machine, meaning your your hands are making base or your arms rather, not your hands. Your arms are making L's, and you're bringing your forearms uh, forward at a ninety degree angle. Well, at some point, the computer begins to increase the resistance on this to the point where he can't handle it. And then his ribs split apart, spray blood, and then his pancreas decides, I'm done, and just yeets itself from his body. <laughs> yeah, if, I, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, you know, if I could Neil deGrasse Tyson this for a moment. Sure, um, oh, please. Like, if you've ever used one of those things, and, and there was a, a mm -hmm. brief time when I still gave a shit about such things that I would go to <laughs> when I would go to the gym, and I would use that thing uh -huh. with my little noodle arm sometimes, and, you know, have a, have a you know, weight resistance of about 40 pounds on it. Mm -hmm. sure. And where, where you start, you, like, you are put you are moving it. It is not moving yeah. you. You are moving it. Right. So yes. if the if the resistance is increased on that, all that's going to happen is you're not going to be able to push it together. Right. It's not going to Which, push your arms back. I mean, I think it's supposed to. What you're supposed to think is that it pushed his arms back so far that like his chest split open from from the pressure. Which but, even if that was possible, the worst that would happen is maybe you might dislocate your shoulder. Right. Yeah, your your shoulders would snap off before it gets to the point where below your rib cage, it's like, oh no no no, we need to tear right open. Like the, the, <laughs> there's no amount of boy sticking their fingers into the dam that's going to stop this blood spray from just cascading outwards. And at the point that this happens, that's when your your health spa gets shut down. <laughs> it just we're never recovering and you know from what? This. Nobody fucking cares. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares that there was an accident where someone got sprayed in the face with chlorine gas in the in the in the steam room. No one cares that there was an accident <laughs> sure, in, yeah. in the shower room where where you know, ceramic tiles were just launching themselves off the wall. No one cares that this guy split in half. You know they 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 got they no. got to work out, man. They got to get laid. They got their Mardi Gras parade party. Like their identities are wrapped up in this. Exactly, and Michael keeps promising them free membership. Sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and back then, that was a big. That was that was that was worth something. Free free yeah, membership of the promise of cheap, loveless sex. Right. <laughs> right. Well, now, now, where can I sign up for this? Because this thing is fantastic. Is that currently? Is that a Planet, planet Fitness? Offering, that's a, that's a, that's that's a like platinum a... membership right there. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, Mike's lawyer is like, listen, we can't turn off these machines because th that's the draw. And we're get, I guess, again, a touch of Jaws is added in here. Then cut to. Mike picking up oh, the from the hospital. Oh, my God. <laughs> and 
<laughs> if you're saying, I don't know if this movie is grossly sexual enough for me. Well, hold on a second, because you haven't watched Mike feed Laura semi-limp asparagus. <laughs> With the intention of turning people on. And at that point, you're like, I don't like, hmm, what? Do these people know what sex is? Have they just heard about it? Like, Well, you know what? The they, they, they heard about that scene in nine and a half weeks. And nothing simulates it quite like over-steamed asparagus. Something the very thought of makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. And I love grilled asparagus, but oh my God, if you over-steam it and it's bending that much, just from the weight of you holding it, that's not, ooh, let's have sex. That is not sexy, everyone. That's my pee is going to smell real bad. I can't, uh, is this worth it? Is it worth it to eat this limp ass asparagus for the smell of my pee in about 30 minutes? Yeah. And back at, back at uh, the death spa, uh, a girl named Marcy, uh, who was showering with everyone else, gets trapped in a haunted locker room. She assures everyone, I will find my way out of this. But then the lockers begin to open and close. And what I could only describe as a spooky slow clap build up where it's like <laughs> sort of thing. And then, and then, and then, then the woman a harpoon at her? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is she harpooned by? What is that? Have I seen that before? Was that set up? Did someone say, hey, I lost my bolt gun or whatever the I, fuck? I was going to say, like, don't you remember the late 80s, you know, you know fitness craze, you know, crossbow hunting? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, she gets a bolt through her the back of her neck and through her mouth, which would have looked great in 3D, but this wasn't filmed that way. And then later, when her face is revealed, it seems to have been eaten away by termites. I'm yeah, not sure how that works. not sure what happened there. What? Yeah. How did she get put into the locker? Ghost Catherine put her right. in the locker. And, right. and also, yeah. you know, you know that you know, whole thing about how if you, you know, if you lose one of your senses, the other senses become heightened. Yeah, sure. apparently, like, like you know, Kat, um, Laura has a, a rotting corpse inches in front of her face, and she doesn't notice it. No, 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 it, no, 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 no. It's like my dog Nigel when we had a dead rat in the garage, and he and we're like, "Can can you smell that?" And he's like, "I don't know what you're fucking." <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Laura looks like Cyclops from the X-Men in her I'm blind glasses. Can we talk Um, about the makeup, though? Sure. Before we get to Laura's, I don't know why. I know she was blinded, but it seemed like a a long time that she was she had to have her eyes covered. Or is that the acceptable amount of time when you're? I mean, I don't know how much time passes in this movie. That's right. It could be three days. It could be three months. I honestly (laughs) don't know. Like, time is elastic here. It's right. Starbody, you know, is going at the speed of light through space. I don't know how it works. I I feel like the makeup in this movie is, I don't know what their budget was. It doesn't seem like it was a lot. If I recall, the budget's not a huge amount of money. The makeup is excellent. Everyone looks like a million dollars. No, I mean I'll like the, the movie makeup, like the, the, sure. the graphics, the effects. They all look, you know, basic, which right. is, but the, the, the special effects on stuff. I mean, they're not like, 
It's gross. It's properly gross. Every yeah. kill. But we're not talking like Rob Bottin, like fit this into his schedule or anything. Like it, it seems like party store skeletons that they put goo on. Right. But everyone's like, hey, I'm sweaty, but still sexy. That looks great. Like right. lipstick on point. When they put lipstick on David, he looks great. His legs are fantastic. Shaped. His legs are fantastic shaped. When he like, lotions his legs, for those fucking legs, me too. He looks great. <laughs> yeah, he looks great. When Darla wanders through the, the star body in what is, I guess, a ghoul witch costume, and then Michaels thinks that she's the ghost and is like, nope, it's Darla. Oh, yeah, goes, yeah. Dar- Darla is the rare female prankster in, in a horror yes. movie. We don't, we, don't get, we don't get those very often. It's a very rare thing. And yeah, when she's uncovered to be wearing this mask, the scene fades out, but not quickly enough. I think she shrugs her shoulders uh, five to six times. Like, huh? I guess so. (laughs) All right. Okay. But you need, but the thing about horror is you need a PJ Souls. You need a PJ Souls. And that's where she was fulfilling her, that role. Ish. Sure, yeah. This movie loves to fade out, but just not quickly enough. Anyways, enter one of my favorite characters, Dr. Lido Moray, paranormal investigator. Love him. He, he's kind of a ghostbuster, but he also owns a handgun. Maybe he was a Nazi. I can't quite sure. I can't quite say why he owns a Luger, but he does. And he also likes to tell stories while holding on to a glow-in-the-dark dildo. <laughs> He tells an extended story about this lady who died in a fire and then the four houses that were built there all burned down and someone tried to farm it and they couldn't grow anything there. Anyways, tell me about your spa. (laughs) Your haunted spa. Tell me about your haunted spa. And like Michael's like, I think my wife who killed herself is haunting the spa and he doesn't like that I'm dating a pretty lady right now. And he's like, well, let me show up. I've got a briefcase. I'm going to flirt with some people. And I'm going to stay there after hours. He's like, you're hired. Bring the dildo. Bring the dildo. My favorite part is when Michael tells her, the, the girlfriend, that, that the scene just cuts. <laughs> I, talked to, I, 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 I talked to a parapsychologist today. It's cussing. <laughs> That's all the information you need to know, or the audience. Yeah, she, when he tells her that he thinks that you know the whole that it's Catherine haunting him, and and Laura just like, okay, she just does. Yeah, she, she does not react yeah. in the slightest. Yeah, I guess she used to react a lot with her eyes, and because she doesn't have access to them anymore. Like she can't react. I yeah. guess that's and doesn't really know to. what to believe. He could be telling her anything. We, we forgot to mention real quick when when Laura is in the hospital after she gets the you know, chlorine gas in her eyes that yeah. she is laying there uh, with the the bandages over her eyes and and Michael comes in and, and the nurse tells her, oh, it's not as bad as it looks. <laughs> yeah. She's just temporarily blinded, right? She has chemical burns over some of her body also. There, usually a percentage is added to that, but for her, it's just some. So, yeah, it's not that bad. It's like a C, C minus chemical burn, <laughs> which is a lot better prognosis than what Catherine is described as by not one 
but two people as being burnt down to, quote, unrecognizable ashes. My question to both of you. Have you ever recognized ashes? (laughs) What is the most recognizable ashes that you see? Where we we see a bowl full of ashes, you're like, wait a second, is that Jimmy? That looks like Jimmy. That looks like Jimmy. I know Jimmy. Jimmy, he put on weight, but goodness, the amount of these ashes. I could pick Jimmy out of anywhere. I don't care if it was at eighth grade graduation or after he's been burned into ashes and kept in an you urn. Put, you put I six could... urns up there, I'll know right away which one is Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Recognize these ashes, of course, the worst game on uh, The Price is Right. I never saw anyone That was our rejected game before we, we decided to go with Choose Your Own Death Venture. whose ashes are these (laughs) again visual games don't work well for podcasts we had to learn that one the hard way i think we improved we've we've found a better place to go um there's one scene in which david is communing with Catherine, and they're having an argument and then it kind of comes down to a lot of moaning like she's Forcing David to have ghost sex with her. Am I interpreting that correctly? Well, yeah, because it's, this, oh, very odd since this movie isn't you know sleazy enough, we have to we have to throw <laughs> in a little bit of a little bit of incest again. You know, a little <laughs> bit of incest with your, with your not with your not so bad chemical burns. This movie also features a boxing ring conversation pit because why not? Like, why not add that to the mix? At one point, Michael uses a computer terminal and a green light turns on over his head as if to say, this is my green computer light. (laughs) (laughs) The computer is on. Your computer is on, but not only is it on in front of you, it's on above you. Like, is that part of the computer system? The green, like, this is green computer light. I don't... mm. One of the two girls who wants that three months of free gym membership and to sleep with Michael is lured into this basement, which is covered in black tarps. And well, here's a funny thing. He, like, somehow the ghost slips her a note. <laughs> yeah. From, the ghost from, writes her a from note. From Michael yeah. saying, Crudely written. Crudely written. Meet me in the basement. And she literally swoons. She, like, holds the letter to her chest. like... <gasps> Like, like she's like finally this fifth grader named Michael wants to have sex <laughs> like she's like 14 and he found this note in her locker and okay but like drew her a map though yeah no <laughs> like it's a treasure like, chest like, 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 tre- you, you, like her- you go into this basement it's dark as hell and it's yeah. like yeah I'm not going down here but no she spends what feels like 45 minutes just wandering around <laughs> Michael this is Michael. funny Michael Michael I've never been that horny ever in my life <laughs> right? even after a drought you are not going to lure me that's like when being X lured into the a spot Michael's penis no. is at the end of it you're like that's literally like walking into the ho- the the hotel in the shining and being given a map to go to the the, the maze. <laughs> you know, you do that, you sure. do that cutesy, you know, you know, I don't have any clothes on, come find me thing with like somebody you've already slept with. Not like, right. yeah. not like right. somebody you're just trying to hook up with for the first time. 
and get a free membership, which we all knew was the ultimate goal. No one's aggressively trying to bang a gym owner for anything else but, like, a little bit of membership. Gym memberships back in the 90s were extremely expensive. Right. But here's a thing we run into often, though, Winter. Have you considered Michael's penis? Because... (laughs) Michael's penis is magic, and it makes people go crazy. Apparently. It makes them, right. em, you know, emoliate themselves and stand up even though they've lost the use of their legs. It, it makes them stay with them even though their gym has burned their eyes nearly out. And for her, it's like, yeah, if I have to wander around a, a Nightmare on Elm Street basement for a little while, at least when I reach the end of this treasure map, I get some Michael penis, <laughs> and that's enough for her. And instead, she gets melted with acid spraying out of the sprinkler system. Is it the? Is it acid? Is it more chlor? I don't. We don't know the chemical composure of whatever. Why the don't they is. run away? I don't know. Oh my god! This scene. I, I. I. If I can find just a clip of this, I'm gonna post because it is so funny. I mean, it's. I. I don't know if it's. A, <laughs> I, I. I can only assume it's meant to be funny. Because she just, she gives up, like, in in classic slasher movie style, you know, she (laughs) she encounters danger, almost immediately gives up, doesn't doesn't try to escape, even though there's, you know, she came down a flight of stairs, but apparently, but but apparently has forgotten where the stairs are. Right. So she just sort of flails around. She falls down, doesn't try to get back up. Life's been good, and it's time to lay down and go night. (laughs) She's just laying there and just like... (laughs) And and you think I'm making fun of her. No, that's actually what she sounds like. 100%. She is trying to sound like she's sobbing in terror, and, and she sounds like someone making fun of somebody crying. And then somehow... Once she's lying down, her face begins to melt like a candle your second grader made you at summer camp, and she's dead. Meanwhile, David stops by Michael's house while Laura is there, and his excuse is, well, Michael's computer program is hanging. I don't don't know what that, I don't know what that means. Laura certainly doesn't know what that means. And then he starts to menace her for a really long period of time to the point where she's, uh, she backs up up against a, a cutout in the wall that overlooks the living room that is perilously like a floor down. Again, right. zero railings. This woman no railings. should be dead. Yeah, and, and, and consider the fact that that he, you know, it, at another point, not you know, not too long before that, someone in a wheelchair, a disabled person, <laughs> lived right. in that house. How did that work? How did she get in and out of the triangle waterbed that he sleeps in at night? The only reason that Laura is saved is because a, a woman in a mini skirt delivers uh, groceries to Michael's house. Is that a, is that a, is that a California thing? I, I feel like that feels oh, that yeah. feels very LA to me. See here, no, see here, uh, we both just... winter and I get mini skirt <laughs> groceries yeah. delivered to us. See, we, see we just get like we just get like yo yo belligerent college students who you know also part-time weed guys yeah sure. bring our groceries so but i want to know you get to have bodega cats we exactly get exactly the gina fair, the, fair. the the thing that i find really ridiculous about this scene <laughs> is how they're on a canyon and this woman trucks that gmc convertible back up that hill in reverse <laughs> 
going like 70. <laughs> I just literally, I was like, where was she coming there expecting something? And is that just how it works in Michael's world? And everybody accepts that that's the scenario. Because I, I guess so. Laura, in the beginning, the way she's like super close to Kim Foray's character, I thought that was his girlfriend at first. I mean, it's just very, it's it's very uh, what's orgy-ish. Like everybody's had yeah. a had a taste of everybody. But I guess that's like this version. Like they believe the filmmakers at least believe that health clubs operate on a I don't know. I'll sleep with anyone so long as they sweat. <laughs> like so long as you take this dance class, you will get laid regardless. Right. It's just free flowing sex. No matter where you go, whether you're in the boxing ring conversation pit or out of it, you're going to get some. Right. Yeah, that's also where I noticed the metal ox skull on the wall. Like, Jesus, every part of it is too fucking crazy. And also, why does he own decorative vests? Jesus Christ, why would you display it? It's so amazing. Um, Oh, my God. And they're beaded. So, I mean, like, has he, I was expecting him to show up in one of them at some point. Yeah, I think it should pay off. Like, it's like Chekhov's gun. Right. If you show me a decorative beaded vest that you use for office decoration, I should then see it on you. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) In the middle of this, we learn that the lawyer and business manager, whose name is Priscilla, are actually the ones who are doing the spa fucking with that aren't ghost related. Like, he's being, it's a pincer movement of guy wants to take over your gym and a ghost wants to be with you in hell. Right at Michael. Which, which again, you know, s- such as with uh, Catherine's motives, why would you intend on taking over a gym that, ha- that by giving it a reputation that people constantly get killed there? Right. Oh, yeah, nothing's better for business. <laughs> I mean, are, are right. they going to, like, just close it temporarily, reopen under a new name and say, you know, 25% less deaths than last year, we guarantee it. Well, it's 25% less deaths and 50% more erect nipples. So really, the train-off, our, our sh- when you think about it... Our shower room tiles will stay put. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you no. won't see the pipes in which the compressed air was used to blow them off. Oh, right, exactly. We, we, check, we, check, we check our sprinkler system for acid every two days. <laughs> Every other. We can't do it every day, all right? We're, every we're other day. Yeah. Go to crunch. <laughs> so uh, our favorite character, Dr. Lido Moray, paranormal investigator, then also wanders around the shipping receiving area uh, with his glass dildo and uh, open suitcase. And he finds Linda still alive despite being a skeleton. And then Leto's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. He knows where the stairs are, but before he can get to it, Ghost Catherine is there. And he's like, I've got an out. There's no way. I'm a paranormal investigator. I know exactly what to do here. And he tries to shoot a ghost. (laughs) At that moment, I think Leto Murray, Dr. Leto Murray, please. Leto Murray. He didn't go to five years of paranormal investigator school to be called Mr. Lito Moray. He also 
really cared about his equipment, which is why he handled it haphazardly. <laughs> just <laughs> fuck this. Goes for his Luger, tries to shoot a ghost, and then Ghost Catherine's like, you know what? I'm gonna show you how to shoot that. Right. And she explodes his hand. Yeah. Shoots him up to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We we don't really know exactly how he dies. <laughs> But we know it didn't go well for him. Right. Let's put it that way. Right. So uh, in a dream, Michael is summoned to ghost Catherine on a, on a, to jump off a balcony. Uh, But then he doesn't. And then he goes to sleep in his triangle bed. He has a bed. That's a triangle. Everyone, a triangle bed. Mike heads to star body where he discovers his lawyer's subterfuge. Uh, while searching for Dr. Lito Moray, a paranormal investigator, he does not find that loose hand that is exploded in a corner somewhere. He can't find it. Maybe a raccoon took off with it. Who's well, apparently say? no one's gone into that basement for anything, or they would have discovered, you know, you know the, the puddle that used to be, uh, what's her face, Linda. Very true. Uh, so Mike heads over to lawyer Tom's, and when he opens the door, we discover that Tom has been buying his shorts at Dan Flash's. It's <laughs> a very specific reference that is, if you've not watched the second season of I Think You Should Leave, you will not know what it is. That's the quality of references I'm delivering to people. At least they're current. We're, we're not so good this on one... the current references. You know, I, I mentioned square pegs earlier. So good on you for being, for, Again, being, are... for, being, for bringing things into this century. These are all jokes that are one Google search away from being funny. Um, And we learned that Tom and Priscilla have been, you know, rigging this place to uh, self-destruct so that they can, uh, I don't know, reopen it as as something that's not Death Spa. Uh, Anyways, we learned that David has great legs. We get a great crotch shot of Ken Foray at one point. Oh, right. He just just, like comes up like like, it's like the scene in Walk Hard where like the the guy just like stands next to him like from the waist down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And you just get it's like the guy's like, can you uh, make his penis look great? He's like, yeah, Yeah. all this lighting is for his penis. (laughs) We're going to make sure that, you know, that Ken Foray is cut and cut well. And so uh, we get that. Michael puts the club on manual and then brings the cops over to David's place, which is all squared away like it's it's a summer resort in the winter, like everything's covered. And we learn that David has held on to his dead twin's burnt wheelchair and some sexy underwear. Well, you know, you, mementos, precious, precious memories. I, I, I must apologize. There's one railing in all of <laughs> Michael's apartment. <laughs> It's neon green and it's on the far side of the wall. Right. So my apologies right. to Michael's apartment. Yes. In which he also has a desk that is suspended by wires. Suspended so. by wires and surprisingly suspended by wires and surprisingly sturdy considering yes. all the chaos. No, his his house is golden. Um, and so after all of this, the cops are on alert. They're they they've sent out an APB describing him as quote, probably a psycho. <laughs> And this is the night of the Mardi Gras party where we learn that membership increases 20% and men show up spray painted gold. Um, at this party, uh, Jeffrey, a sexy pirate, uh, doesn't notice ghost Catherine who disrobes and then crushes his face. 
Yeah, and, and, and again, in, in true 1980s horror movie fashion, you know, men were yeah. so horny that, like, if, if women just appeared out of nowhere yeah, and, and very spookily took their clothes off, you know, they were into that. But yeah, absolutely, right. it's happening now. It, listen, if there's the possibility that your penis might be touched, you just lost all of your senses. <laughs> And you could have your face end up crushed. Okay, but the best part is that this, again, equipment is very scientific and very specific. But this jabroni <laughs> is allowed to, st- to, to to manipulate and sort of fool with it. He, but he, mostly what he's using it for is to spy on people making out. Because, again, he's a very horny pirate. <laughs> Uh, and at this point, we learn that the computer cannot be turned off. Um, and then... Like half Tom, the, the people that go to that gym. Hi-oh. Yeah. Hi-oh. <laughs> I delivered that so poorly. That could have uh, been better. Tom tries to sex a lady in a, in a sauna. Um, and then... Uh, something happens to his face. I, I'm not sure. I think the, what, I think the, one of the, the wood starts, the wood in the wall starts coming out. I think like a plank goes through his face or something. Yeah. Is that what, uh, listen, I'll believe you. I, I rewinded it three times. I could not fucking figure out what happened to his face. Anyways, we learned that his head is full of pink oatmeal. Yep. Like in uh, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Yes. When they crushed that one lady in, in the locker room. That is the that's one. what comes out of his face. That's the one kill that to this day, because I hadn't seen the movie since 1992 or whatever, that stuck mm-hmm. with me. That one always yeah. stuck with me. It's fucking gross. David fills out a nightgown and a sexy pirate uniform. He ends up dragging Laura into a tanning bed and then tying her up with sexy scarves. And he's going to uh, tan her to death, I guess. Yeah. Is, is what is turn, the turn her to there. fried chicken in, in yeah. one, in one uh, line. Yes. Unless Mike uh, voluntarily offs himself. Um, this is when Catherine says, uh, I want to be together with you in hell. And you're kind of like, well, that doesn't sound like a beach resort. Why? And again, why are you in hell? Yeah. I, I, I don't understand it. Anyways, they, they try to rescue Laura. And in order to do this, Michael has to defenestrate himself through the front door, uh, which he manages to do with nary a cut. Uh, he's followed in by Marv who ghost Catherine throws through a completely different window and he also survives. So defenestration is not going to kill you in this movie. folks. (laughs) Meanwhile, at a completely different part of the party, Lieutenant Fletcher is flirting with a B girl and she's kind of like, you know what? Fine. Uh, Listen, I'll just, I'll take it. It's, 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 it's star body. Part of it is you just fuck anyone who even looks at you uh, for half a second uh, and she's like, just help me with this. And she sticks her hand into a mixer and it then chops her hand off and continues to try to chop the rest of her arm off. And he can't, he can't help her. He can't help he her. He can't help her at all. Yeah, this is, this no. is, this is, uh, this is reminiscent to me of the, the uh, greenhouse death in slugs. Sure. The slug got into the glove and, and for whatever reason mm-hmm. he was not able to get the glove off his hand. And his resolute the resolution is to chop your own hand off, but you can't even do that. Well, 
Um, right. Because slugs. Yeah. Whereas here, uh, slugs like, make you crazy. Whereas here, she could very easily remove her hand from the blender. Yeah. Uh, but no, she can't. Uh, and neither can he. He can't even uh, control his body because he's sucked into a walk-in freezer of, of this, where he's attacked uh, by. Oh yeah, this uh, this this great Z Dennis Franz is useless. Absolutely useless. <laughs> He's got a gun, but he can't fire it. He's attacked by popcorn, and then he's attacked by frozen fish, which uh, chews his neck off, I guess is what uh, we're going for. Death by sushi. Uh, yes, very much so. Uh, and then when we're back outside, we're, uh, the song that's playing is She's Cool. I, I don't know why that was the one song that stuck out to me this time, but I just loved hearing She's Cool. <laughs> Uh, Sergeant Stone, uh, his partner, uh, finds a knocked out Priscilla, uh, who is then mirror. She's murdered by a um, a mirror explosion. Yeah, I guess it just goes and then murder explosion, and then she just blows up into a million pieces. And we're at the the portion of this where it's dogs and cats living together. Yeah, finally. Finally, people Final. start reacting to to this because what what we I, I think I briefly touched upon at the beginning of the episode, but this whole thing with the blender and mm-hmm. the detective Detective Stone getting getting sucked into the freezer, there are other yeah. people in the room when that's happening. And, yeah, but you know it's and a party. No one is <laughs> no one is looking. No one is reacting. Nothing. I think everyone assumes at a Mardi Gras party that if you get sucked into a freezer and attack and attacked by frozen fish, you're probably also getting laid just like they're trying to get right. laid. So right. it's kind of like a whatever happens at Starbody stays at Starbody situation. Well, you know, it's, it's, not, because- it's, not a, it's not a party till someone's hand gets taken off by a blender. Sure. <laughs> that's, that's true of us all, I suppose. Um, and so, yeah, the whole club becomes like the end of Carrie. Everyone is trapped inside. 100%. Several people, several people are burned to death. Others are trampled. Uh, and then Michael's like, I gotta turn off this haunted computer. And so he takes off his shoes, clamps them <laughs> to an electrical wire, and manages to burn the computer, but not electrocute himself, or he survives it. I'm not sure. But he's kind of like uh, what's his face in Shocker, where he's like watching a television and a ghost comes out of it, and then that's never talked about ever again in the rest of the movie. Only it's this guy in a shoe. <laughs> it's crazy I, I that that is all it took to take down not only a ghost but his extremely proprietary computer <laughs> gym yeah. operation system. Yeah, uh, I just, I don't get it. But Catherine blows up as a result. I guess she was also attached to the computer. But also, also David was in there too somehow. And and yes, yeah, because she, she's possessing his body. So she, he burns up. But when the body's there, it's got long flowing hair like Catherine. So it's not David's body. And when Michael, Laura, and, and Sergeant Stone show up, he's like, oh, I think this is over. And then the skeleton grabs Laura. <laughs> Michael pulls off the skeleton arm, and Sergeant Stone 
shoots a ghost skeleton three <laughs> times in the head. And then, and then the movie still has the audacity to be like, the end? Question mark? <laughs> well, as, soon, as soon as Sergeant Stone gets outside, that's when the skeleton's brain explodes. It's like, nice try, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> How is everyone being trapped inside the spa connected to the ghost skeleton's brain? Oh, what hurts my brain? Is my brain leaking out of my nose? Can anyone else see that? What are Michael and Laura and Marv so happy about at the end? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, everyone else is trapped inside. They're like, we made it. I know, but everyone else has not (laughs) made it. Not not a shred of survivor's guilt, huh? Not not, not a tiny bit. Not the body count bit. is in the dozens, which is at least a yeah. third of your margin. Yeah, you're gonna get you're yeah. gonna get a Wikipedia page out of this disaster for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, your spa has become a great white concert. Right, hundred percent re- reference point. Yeah. Uh, so, what have we? What did we miss anything? Because oh, that's when the movie we, just decides we're done and it goes to credits. We missed but everything. Anyone? Like I said, we we <laughs> it's either a half hour or four hours. It's either one of those episodes. Yeah, I agree. Yes, I I had I always thought this would end up being a two parter, and now maybe it should have been a two parter. Well, <laughs> I mean, we, we covered we, everything. We we keep talking about yeah. how how horny it is, but also like it also refrains from actually showing people having sex, which is which is odd to me. I, I, the closest it gets to sex is feeding a woman limp. Yeah, like you, you, you definitely felt like that should have you, know, you, you, you transitioned into you know a satin sheet sex scene with them, but oh, yeah. but it, but it yes. doesn't. And and you know as much as it's teased and you know, everybody's super horny and flirting with each other, none of that ever happens. This movie needs a a, a lit by. Uh, the light coming through vertical blinds, sexy. With like, right. with like sax music and all. Where Where's the sax music? <laughs> where, where is the sax? Uh, Winter, uh, what else do you got for me? No, we covered everything that was on my, like my, my uh, iPhone notes. I mean, we talked about okay. the building, more nipples. This is, these are my notes. It's that we talked about the building, uh, more nipples than I remember. That is an exact <laughs> note. Uh, tiles popping off into my face is a nightmare. Uh, everyone believing it just needs maintenance is crazy. Uh, (laughs) jazz class, overt sexual innuendo, Jesus, not to be confused with killer workout. Death by sushi sucks. Death by exploding mirror. Death by four by four. Sabotage (laughs) by ghost. Near death by tanning bed. Death by blender. And finally, hello, Mary Lou vibes. Those are yep. my notes. <laughs> Those are my notes. <laughs> I think this leads us right into choose your own death venture. And I think you pretty much got them all. There's weight machine, pancreas removal, bolt through the neck, melted by chlorine to a skeleton, hand blown up by a ghost, uh, face crushed by ghost, oatmeal face sauna, defenestrated by ghost, but he didn't end up dying. Hand blended by haunted mixer, throat bitten off by frozen fish, blown apart by murder mirror, burned to death, trampled to death, burnt to a skeleton, get your arm torn off, shot in the head three times, and then your brain explodes. So Winter, as our guests, uh, I choose you to go first. I, I'm, I'm just going to have to go with 
uh, the freezer. Because at the very yeah. least, I can get a shot from whatever booze was in there before I actually just completely kick the can. Yeah, I mean, at, at least you, you're going out in a, in a cool place where the rest of it is so hot. Right, and quietly there's, there's to myself. There's a lot of hot yeah. and it's to myself and it's a little less embarrassing. Everyone that went out was completely humiliated in death. <laughs> It's humiliating. You feel like you feel like your your throat ripped off by a frozen fish is not a humiliation. That's they'll, if they're going to discover that, and it's going to be completely tragic. But I would rather have it be that than thinking that I'm going to get in a set and my pancreas explodes out. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Or I'm about to get laid, or I'm about to bang this guy and his head explodes right before we get it on. Those are humiliating right. deaths. No one saw it's me get eaten true. by what? a fish. <laughs> <laughs> no one saw, no one saw well, that. Well, when you say it that way. Uh, Gina, what say you? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with uh, hand in the blender because it would be extremely on brand for me to die while wearing a bumblebee costume. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when you say it like that, I mean, it does make perfect sense. I, I think of all of these, the way I'm going to go out is have my hand blown off uh, by a ghost. Because I that would be the only way I'd ever be a doctor, I think, is if I was a paranormal investigator like Dr. Lindo Moray. Um, that, that, yeah, I'm going and then, for And then you get off. launched into uh, whatever that, that receiving slide is. Yeah, I go I go for a little ride at the end. That sounds fantastic. Like it's fun. That's fun. Getting my, you know, dying in a in a in a, in a walk-in freezer, like that probably happens 9 to 10 times a year in the US alone. Uh, you know, just by happenstance. This like that's a story, right? When I get up to heaven, which I will <laughs> I would not be going to hell. Um, like how did you die? Well, I tried to shoot a ghost, and and from that moment on, I'm never paying for a meal again, <laughs> not once. Hey, we can't tell that story again about the time you tried to shoot the ghost. <laughs> All right, I don't know. Oh, you got me. Get me one more drink, and I'll start going on. <laughs> Uh, Winter, uh, uh, always a, a wonderful pleasure to have you here. But of course, people should know where else they can hear more from you. you where, where would they find They would you? find me on my podcast with my lovely co-host, scholar, uh, Professor Karen Thompson for Waiting to Exhale. That's our show. And then you can find me on Twitter at Winter Mitchell. Always there. Yeah, always, and listen, an automatic follow. If you're not following Winter <laughs> on Twitter, you're using it <laughs> It's true. No, I think you you are an instant follow. Thanks, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, I love you guys. Uh, Gina, one, of the, one of the reads that makes that hell site worth it. Oh, thanks, babe. <laughs> I love you guys. I do love you guys. Thank you. And thank you for having me back, too. Oh, no, always a pleasure. Gina, where can people find you on these here? Well, I write about movies and television at thespool.net. Um, I also have a little side project going on right now. I am co-hosting the White Ladies in Crisis podcast, uh, <laughs> in which we are currently talking about the Apple Plus series Physical, which unfortunately I don't think anybody but me and my two co-hosts are currently watching, but it's it's uh, it's pretty good. It's It's got a rough start, but if you... Uh, 
if you give it time, it, it gets a lot better and very interesting. Um, and I, too, am on Twitter way too much for my own good under Porcelain72. But I Do it today, people. Check it out. Florida. I'm sorry. No, oh. no. I was going to say that, you know, I love how cranky you are, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with your crankiness. No, I but I agree with your crankiness. No, yeah, I know you aren't, but I agree with all your crankiness. I'm like, of course, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> You're right. So it's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Uh, if you want to find us, uh, you've probably done it by now. Yeah, what you haven't done, maybe, is rate and review us on iTunes. That makes us uh, be seen and heard by more people. You might not have purchased a T-shirt from our Tee Public store. Like, the link is in your uh, your podcast catcher right now. You just click on it, go over to Tee Public, and we've got lots of great designs from you to choose from. And that pretty much does it. Next week, uh, more Dish by Dish, and then we're back with a great movie, Another Bonkers Affair on Kill by Kill. But until then, don't worry, folks. The body count will continue for myself, Gina, and Winter. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.